Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Avery Sports Show. And for those of you who know the show, you know rugby league is a sport I've been loving for the past few years. Be it the international game, be it Super League, be it NRL, be it the Toronto Wolf Pack. So I want to have on someone who, if you follow me on Twitter under the name California RL, you've been seeing that there's some progress in getting the game to advance out in the West Coast. It's Tom Stevenson. He is the spokesman for California RL. And there is going to be... On December 7th, there'll be two exhibition games. The Los Angeles Mongrel will take on the San Francisco Savage, and the Sacramento Diehard will take on the Santa Rosa Braveheart. Tom, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, sir? I'm going very well. Hey, thanks for having me on. No, of course. I want to have you on for quite some time. And I want to ask you, Tom, as what does it mean to... And the rugby league has been taking off up here in Canada, it's been taking off in the East Coast of America. You're seeing progress in Jacksonville and the East Coast. You're seeing expansion coming to New York City. What does it mean to be a part of Grona's game out West in California right now? Oh, I love it. I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't truly love it and was, a, like, insanely passionate about it. So, for me, it's, uh, I mean, it just feels very right to be doing what we're doing out there in California. How did you get into rugby league? How against rugby league? It's, very, it's a really rare thing for me to hear, like a Canadian accent. <laughs> I'm guessing that's what it is. Was it like the wolf pack got you into it? You know, it really was. It really was. In Canada, we're much more exposed to union. If you grow up in schools, we play rugby in schools um, during like gym class, but it's all union. Union is a sport where it's on TV the most, it's, on, it's in schools the most. But I think when I heard about it, I figured I knew what league was. I knew what league was since I was a little kid. And I figured, oh, that's kind of cool, because I knew that it wasn't really the major code in Canada. So it was Wolfpack that got me in, you're correct, Wolfpack got me in. And ownership being very open, and your PR team being very welcoming to podcasters and bloggers got me into the game immediately. I think the first time I applied for a media pass to the game, it was honestly, Tom, a, oh, you want to cover our team? What do you want? Who do you want to talk to? And that to me is like, okay, they're open, they're cool, I'm all on board. And from that, I learned I learned about more of the NRL. I learned more about Super League and the championship, mainly because Wolfpack are so very accommodating to non-traditional media platforms like myself. I think in the modern day, the non-conventional media form is not just a bigger voice because there's so many, I guess there's so many of them these days with such a loud voice. I actually, I received an email probably about three months ago and the, the email address it came from was USA Rugby League fan and instantly I read the email and I was like who is this? Who is this diehard 
you know, rugby league fan. So I was like, give me a number. I gave the guy a call, mm. and it was a gentleman by the name of Chad Cooper. And right then and there, when I spoke to him, I just knew his passion for the game and how rare it is to find an American guy who is just so diehard about rugby league. So I invited him down, got a camera in front of him, and now he's, I guess, our media man. But I think, you know, what the Wolfpack did there with getting everyone on board, all the locals, is, you know, it's a masterstroke. No, it really, it really is. It really is. And I want to ask you, Tom, I know you're an Australian, though, but what is your background in rugby league? Because I know it's national. I know rugby league is a massive sport down there, but I was curious to wonder, know, how did you get involved in the game yourself? <laughs> how did I Okay, rugby league, wow. Well, I've been playing ever since I can remember. I, I just, I don't have, like, a first thought with it, but it just seems mm-hmm. like it's something that's been in my life for my, my whole life. I guess what probably translates to the U.S. was I came out here in 2017 to be involved in the USRL, playing for the White Plains Wombats, uh, which I did for 2017 and 2018. The beginning of 2019, we moved out to California, uh, my partner and I, at which stage I started researching madly where I could find some rugby league, um, and there was none. There was nothing going on. So what I did was I sent a message to my friend Matt Walsh down in LA. I said, let's get a game of uh, rugby league going out here. It was kind of like an offhandish, you know, I was just having a bit of a joke with him. Um, Like, you know, a friendly friendly challenge, I guess. And then from there, it just kind of kept snowballing and snowballing and snowballing. And I started to love the the concept of the administrative side of... uh, being involved in rugby league now that I'm sort of a bit older and I can't run around as freely as I used to back in my youth. <laughs> um, and I guess as well, like I, my partner, she's an American and it's pretty much destined that I'm going to be living out here now for the, uh, the rest of my days. And if I'm uh, going to be an American and I'm going to be having children that are born in the United States, well, I want them to be able to be exposed to rugby league, which had such a, I guess uh, it had a really, you know, valuable influence on my life in so many regards. Like, I wouldn't have come out to the States if it wasn't for rugby league. I'm, I'm not even certain where my life would be if I didn't have rugby league in it. Wow, interesting. And he mentioned, uh, yeah. Boom. I guess you, you can sort of relate to, like, the, the I guess, the, the tribalism and the sort of madness of people who love rugby league just completely adore it with all this. You know, they're heart and soul, and I sort of, I think I fit into that category. Of course, that's awesome. It's, uh, I, I can you see it with the Canadians with their hockey as well. I mean, mm. that similar mentality of just all or nothing. No, of course. And you know, Tom, with you know, I, I feel kind of like a bond between what's going on in Toronto and what's going on in California because California and Toronto are both markets where they're both sports crazy. But there are both so many teams in which play in this marketplace. There's so many teams in California who play in the NBA, NFL, NHL. And in Toronto, you have, in Toronto, there's a bond between the two places to say, okay, you know what? We're brand new sports teams and sports leagues. We're going to try and find a way to break into this market and become something that people can walk down the middle of, down the middle of a San Francisco or down the middle of Toronto wearing our gear, wearing our jerseys, wearing our wearing our hats to show that, hey, this sport can find a place here in these markets in North America. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's there's a ton of potential out here. 
I mean, it's it's not something that's going to happen as quickly, I don't think, as well, what happened in Toronto. Obviously, they came from a very uh, a well-off financial situation mm-hmm. out there with their owners. Um, we, we, you know, we're not that blessed, unfortunately, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to be doing everything we can to be spreading the word of rugby league and getting our teams out there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think especially with... I see, like, Oakland and uh, the Raiders are moving out of here, which has sort of, like, freed up this whole new, you know, market of football fans that could be enticed into rugby league. It's a a pretty simple transition to make, I think, from being a football fan into getting into rugby league. I agree with that. And and it's a great point because one of the reasons I I started watching league is that, too, that being someone who was also raised on football is, of course, the fact that there's limited tackles, there's less players... To an American audience, it's a great point. American audience can look at this and say, oh, this is a version of football with, that is a little bit faster and, of course, less stoppages, of course. Uh, I think most Americans might say it's football with no pads, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, I, we've definitely uh, thrown that one around in our like, advertising, marketing, and branding of it, mm-hmm. I guess, to attract the, the American fan. I know as well that was sort of a similar marketing ploy used with the, uh, the Colorado game. Or was that about a year ago? Very the England, uh, New Zealand one, which I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on. Mm-hmm. Did, did you hear about that one? I did. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was great to see those players come over to Denver, but there was, there was a lot of money that was missing afterwards. People weren't getting paid, and that was a big issue. About, I mean, they had a lot of they had a great turnout for a game in Denver, Colorado, but the aftermath was just really bad. Yeah, I've, sp- I've spoken to a lot of people, and everyone's that kind of left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I'll say, and then. It's sort of, it's something that keeps appearing when I'm talking to certain people from overseas about the the opportunities that there are in this country to do great things. Um, And that sort of gives them an element of skepticism uh, with, you know, that happening so recently. But, uh, I mean, if it's something that's going to happen, it's going to happen from the ground up out here. And we're really lucky that we have such a great group of guys from expat countries that, Embrace rugby league. There's a, a large Polynesian community, mm-hmm. a lot of Australians, um, English, um, New Zealanders. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's there's a real potential to, to get something going. Think of the, the game against LA and Sacramento and Santa Rosa. Yep. So I want to ask if yep. we're going into the, the inaugural season in 2020 for the actual full season. Are there plans to get teams in maybe say like a San Diego or a San Jose? Uh, or maybe even possibly crossing over into maybe trying to get Nevada involved too. I could see maybe a little crossover getting Las Vegas involved in this league as well, potentially. Yeah, so it's interesting you ask about San Diego because what's been on my mind over the last few days, and I'll preface this by saying we're pivoting very often in what our approach is to this because we've, we're sensing out what our market is. We're sensing out where our interest levels are. And San Diego to me is definitely like a hotspot that we would be looking at in the next three years. Um, as for Nevada, probably we need to establish ourselves with the four-team competition here mm-hmm. before we start to branch out there. But what was on my mind was that we'd be, instead of having Santa Rosa next year, yes. have Sacramento, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and San Diego. So again, in the plans at the moment, there is the intention of playing a game down in San Diego next year. 
And I mean, whether or not we decide to go, hey, let's let's plan our flag in San Diego and uh, give it a fair crack. You know, that remains to be seen. But I'm definitely I'm definitely open to it, and we've definitely identified it as a massive hot spot, especially with I guess off the back of what the San Diego Legion's doing down there. Yes, just got a massive signing, former All Black. So I think as well, like coming back to that rugby union, I've been so lucky to watch it over the last few years in this country grow from the stage where they didn't have the MLR to now they have the MLR to yes. the MLR's expanding to the MLR's on TV. So they're kind of going forward and showing with the American audience rugby in a certain form. It doesn't matter. The American audience, I don't think, particularly know the difference at this stage because a lot of them are very new to it. It's right. just all forms of rugby. There's no league. There's no union. I'm sure you're familiar with that mm-hmm. concept. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... By them succeeding, it's well, like I want them to succeed. I, you know, I think there's a lot of people who go, "Oh, rugby league should be versing rugby union." No, but I think the more that they succeed, the, the easier it is for us to come off the back of that and ride off their their success, I guess. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes in the 20, um, 20, 20 season. No, I can't wait for it. I know there's a name. You mentioned the fact that you're having so many players who are Polynesian. You have players from Australia. You have English players. You have the experience from guys who yeah. played in Super League and NRL. You also have um, someone who's a, an American-born player. You also have Monte Gattis, who was an American-born player. Tried to make it in the NFL. He played He played for the Wolfpack. What does it mean to have some guys like him who are American-born and raised playing here in California? So here's a scoop for you. I was speaking with Monty this morning. Mm. He is a, uh, I, I love Monty. I love everything about Monty. Yes. And I'm sure you follow him as well on all of his social media. I love the way he hustles. I love the way he promotes himself. Absolutely. I, it, it resonates with me volumes. But I had some disappointing news. Well, it's excellent news for him. I don't know if it's official yet or he's announced it, but whatever I'll, I'll say. He signed with an indoor uh, football team out of not sure where they're out of but anyway he signed with them recently so he will not be able to play on um december the 7th unfortunately which is uh pretty sad i think okay uh, doesn't appear so yet though but no, a little breaking news for us here on the show he, but you know good for him though because you're right though tom he hustled so much on social media to try and oh, get a job either sport either code oh absolutely and like, i i said to him when i was talking this morning like man like the door is still open for us whenever you want. Like, I've been watching what he's been doing for years, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love him as a person. He's a great guy. So, so he, I think he's gone to the Bismarck Bucks. Bismarck, okay. I, I don't know. That doesn't. It doesn't indoor. mean anything to me. <laughs> indoor, but uh, yeah, I mean, congratulations to him. Good on him. No, of course. Really but you know, there's there's plenty of other American talent, I guess, that is going to be on display on that day. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, getting back to what you're saying there. Um, sort of like a guy that comes to mind, you know, you've got a guy who's been playing in the USRL, like a George Reese, who's uh, a New York-born guy. Again, yep, you've got all of the, um, the uh, Polynesian boys who are just remarkable talents. Um, we've got Matt Walsh, who's going to be there, USA Hawk. Again, a, a, just a freak talent. I'm sure you probably would have seen him playing uh, over in uh, Toronto and yes. Canada over the last few years. 
No, it's true. And, you know, I'm seeing, it's funny, because, you know, you mentioned, Tommy, you mentioned a great point about how League and Union have this, have this big, giant split overseas. But it's funny, because in, in Canada, the Toronto Arrows, who play MRL, MLR, and the Wolfpack, they have a great union. The UC Arrows players promoting Wolfpack content on their platforms, and vice versa. That real animosity between the two codes just doesn't exist here in North America. It doesn't exist at all. Oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't. But there's... It's like this. I've experienced it recently over the last few weeks with certain clubs mm. over here being very resistant to what we're doing, um, and I don't I don't know what that is. If whether it's immaturity or childishness or the English influence, but I mean it's it's laughable, really, isn't it? Like it is. at the end of the day, if rugby league and rugby union are going to be successful in this country, we can't be going to war with each other. Uh, that's not the that's not the enemy. The better rugby union does, the better rugby league will do. The better rugby league does, the better rugby union will do. It's a very simple equation. We're we're trying to take on the bigger sports over here for a bit of airtime. You know your footballs and things like that. Mm. So I think that any any American rugby player who's resisted a rugby league is just stupid, and it's you can laugh at it. It's laughable. Like why would you do that? No, it's true. Anyway, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I know you mentioned that there'll be an independent company trying to um, get some game footage for the game. What would it mean to next next year for this league get some level of coverage on TV? It could be locally, it could be just local channels in California, maybe airing a game a week to try and showcase the game in audiences who maybe can't get down to the games every single weekend or a week. Yeah, I mean, that would be be huge. I've spoken with a few people that are in that industry and who would try and broker the deal for us. And I was, had a lot of doors closed on my face and people say, no, nah, not going to work. No, not going to happen. <laughs> I believe the way the MLR deal is structured, it's not, a, it's not financially structured in their favour. It's just for their exposure. So it's with the sort of long-term mindset. Um, I think at this stage, if we were going to do anything, we'd just be still doing our free live streams because we don't have the huge backing that MLR has behind it to do something like that with a sustainable approach over trying to get their income over, you know, a 10-year period. But I think what they're doing is amazing. And if we did have the money, I'm sure we'd probably do something very similar. No, no that'd, be, that'd be great to one day get you guys on a channel, be it locally or internationally. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at the jersey you have for LA and San Fran. I saw on Twitter, some people were saying that they're, they're almost too footballish, but to me, I like that. I like the fact you guys are putting a North American spin on things because why would you want to have the same basic template for uniform that you see in? I know disrespect is men. Why would you want to innovate with a new with a new league and a new system going in? Why not try and be different? I like the fact you guys are mixing in football looks in rugby league with these jerseys here for the game on December seventh. Yeah, I mean, it just to me it was a bit of a no-brainer that we take that approach. I think the first designs came back from the guy who's doing our designs, um, Matt Haynes, and there was maybe a V-neck, you know, the V conventional rugby league look, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it just it didn't seem right, and yeah, I'm not going to do something that doesn't seem right, and I, I don't, it's funny, like I'll be looking, I, I'm getting more and more into the international game and seeing, like, you know organizations pop up in places like Serbia and Turkey and 
now Africa as well. There's a lot of rugby league popping up there and also Central and South America. And I just see a lot of people being like, they've got their teams like the Rabbitohs and the, the Bulldogs and the Broncos and the Dragons. And I don't know, I, I, those are already teams. I, I don't really want to try and just be a replica of the NRL in a different country. I feel like that'd be a pretty un-American thing to do. And after all, this is an American organization. So why not embody the, the local mindset at the same time there? What's your, which, which is your favorite jersey, mate? Favorite jersey? Ooh, I love what LA's wearing. I love that design. I think that's, to me, it just looks, it looks like it's modern. Essentially, you want to rip off, um, you want to copy the NRL Super League. I feel like so many teams in England and in Australia don't want to innovate and, do, and use a new template, a new color style. I feel like these are really meant for elite that's coming in. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, they they didn't want to change over there, and that's fine, but they, they scrutinize us quite heavily. They, you know, <laughs> I get a lot of messages being like, you know, change it. What are you doing? And hey, it, just, it makes me laugh. It's, uh, it's nice fuel in our fire, I think, to know that I think we're doing something right if we're making, you know, traditionalists a little bit unpleasant, you know, upset. No, I all. agree. If they if they want to stay if, if they want to stay in the sixties, leave them right behind there. And I you know I do. I know with this, all these changes, I think you might tweet out the idea of tinkering with some of the rules a little bit though. Were there any rules you thought you know maybe this rule can be improved or enhanced, or do you want to keep in terms of the actual gameplay? Do you want to keep that somewhat the same? Do you think will will say the same? You know, make, do you see a day where maybe California RL increases the point value for a conversion, increasing values for a try possibly one day? There's people in this country already who are... There's a few people that I've spoken to who have got some pretty impressive bins together to have sort of hybrid games mm. um, that they're trying to get professional competitions going. I'm pretty clear right now that even though we're looking to make all of these Americanizations on, you know, like terminology maybe or the uniforms... It's, I want them to be like very clear that this is rugby league, and when for that eighty minutes when you get on the field, it's a game of rugby league. There's certain things I don't like about the Australian game. I think, you know, recently it's probably got a little bit too dominant with the wrestle, so you sort of take away a bit of the free flowing football yes. that you used to get. Uh, but we're quite lucky because we've got a blank canvas here. We've no one's done this before. We can educate our players that. That's not how we want to play. We can educate our referees that we're not interested in that boring wrestling. It's not It's not good for the fans. It's not fun to play that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Australia will wake up to themselves in the next sort of few years about that and limit the wrestle. What's your take on the wrestle? Because I know, I know the Super League, it's, mm. they're not as full on to it. They kind of play more of the... A fast-paced attacking game. They do. Yeah, no, Super League and is... Yeah. It, yeah, go, go ahead, go, go, go ahead, Tom, go ahead. Well, it's it's funny because the Super League got that very exciting attack mm-hmm. and then the NRL's got the very heavy wrestle, but the NRL is doing, like, it's doing amazing things financially as a, as a business. So it's, I don't know, it's just interesting. It's interesting when you think about it. There's no correlation between business and the style of game you play. A little food, food for thought. 
No, you know what, though? You asked me about the wrestling. You know what? In terms of trying to get the game out to a different audience, Super League is great in the fact that they can keep the game flowing, but watching NRL games, it definitely has to be broken up immediately. It's your yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's still it's still pretty exciting. Like, don't get me wrong, rugby league is still very exciting. I still watch every game that I get the chance to. Mm-hmm. But when you compare a free-flowing, open, attacking game to a slow wrestle-a-thon, uh, yeah, I know which one I'm going to choose every day of the week. No, exactly. What else can you tell my Have last? You... Yeah. Oh, no, for, no, for me, yeah, hey, again, sorry? yeah, give me the free flowing game. No matter what, I love that kind of style of game. And hey, if if I can see more tries and if I can see more tries and the ball moving way more all day, Tom, all, all every, every single day of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Free flowing football. It's it's great to watch. You know, like I, uh, I'll never forget my first day going to a hockey game hmm. out in New York and just seeing how free-flowing and fast pace it was and it just had this like exhilarating energy so so, i don't know something about it was sort of similar to rugby league in a way but it was more more open and more exciting and again there's not that many points scored in hockey but still just that free-flowing nature of the game i think rugby league could learn a thing or two from that hey so have you been following the uh the new york city bid as well I have been, yeah. I know. I know the timeline is supposed to be for a 2021 from the join the um, join the RFL, and that's still the plan, from what I've been told. Yeah, I've, I'm watching from the other coast, and we're cheering it on. Like that would be one of the biggest things I think for the game out here if that could come through. I, I'd be uh, really surprised if there wasn't a professional North American competition. You know, a few years after that happened. No, I think it will. I know, yeah. right. I, know you, I know you mentioned tweeting out possibly a 10-team market. If you can have, yeah, if you can get a one-day, you know, it'll take some time, but if you can get a 10-team league with New York and whoever else, maybe one maybe one day it's big enough where teams can jump from the NRL or or, um, or Super League, yeah, you'd have uh, New York, maybe Toronto, uh, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Boston, L.A., because that, I think that would be really great to truly get fans involved and get the next generation involved and give them an option to try and one day play in a North American League for kids who are going to be playing this game in junior highs and high school and colleges. No, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head there, like getting it into high schools and colleges and things like that. That's the next step. And I think that that's something that's probably going to set New York apart with what I'm hearing about their bid is that they have a real focus on the community. And that's sort of, I think, something that we've started to be a bit more mindful of in the last few sort of weeks, that, hey, it's all well and good to have this top-tier competition or the aspiration for it, but what, what are you giving back to the community? What are the, the pathways for the kids? Like, where are you going to get your next talent from? It's sort of, uh, you need to have the whole infrastructure in there. So, yeah, you, you absolutely hit the nail on the head there with getting into the communities hearing about the, the Ottawa, I hear there's the second Canadian team that's bidding for 2021. I, yes. I don't know if that's as far along, but that, that again would be huge for North American Rugby League. Of course, yeah. Ottawa, yeah. 2021 is still the plan, and they'll start in the League 1 tier of RFL, and Eric Perez, who launched the Toronto bid, he's the main guy in charge of Ottawa, and he has said that Ottawa, they won't be like the Wolfpack. They won't go out and try and bring in big names to get Super League immediately. It'll be a slower grind, they're more about building up Canadian talent with that bid. They want to get kids in Ottawa playing. They want to see more Canadian talent 
in professional rugby league, and I don't mind that at all. I mean, heck, if Ottawa gets, three, I like that. Yeah, I, I love that. If Ottawa, you know, if Ottawa wins immediately, great. But that's not their main goal for 2021. The main goal is to develop the talent here in Canada to be playing professionally, hopefully. Yeah, well, Canada's got a pretty like extensive competition because from what I'm hearing, there's sort of little competitions mm-hmm. all in like in every state. Yeah, there's actually. Early on when we started this, I was talking to a few of the guys over more on the western side of Canada about doing a game together and, I mean, like, against each other. So, yeah, it's definitely something I'd like to revisit next year. No, of course. I mean, you should because, yeah, no, um, British Columbia, they have their own they have their own program, which is developing, and Alberta, they have their own side, which is developing very well. I think... Yeah, I, I think once Ottawa takes off, you will see... I mean, hopefully, you will eventually see teams at a higher level come up through British Columbia and Alberta because those are two provinces who have already developed amateur circuits. Yeah, there you go. I want to ask you. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask you, sir. I want to ask you one of my last questions here. What would it mean to maybe, and of course, it'll be a long-term thing, what would it mean in, say, 10 to 12 or however many years, an NFL prospect says, you know what? I don't want to go play pro football. I want to play rugby league, be it for... Los Angeles or San Francisco, what would that mean to get an NFL guy pick rugby league over a professional football in 10 years? Ah, uh, man, that's a, that's a really good question. I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what that would mean. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great for the game. I mean, there's some really amazing athletes that play American football, I think, from that standpoint. But at the end of the day, p- people are going to make that decision on, I think, as sad as it is in some cases, on money. I know there was, uh, was it Juju Smith was on, um, I think, an ESPN talk show the other day talking about his just absolute love for rugby. Yes. But he chose the NFL because he would get paid more. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. It's a very good question as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be great for the game. Great for the game. The more athletes we get in it, the better. Awesome, Tom. And well, before that you go, I want to mention the games are on December 7th. So if you're out in San Francisco, where are, the, where are the games? And when do the games start? What times kick off for both games yeah, on December 7th? So well, we we initially had it down at Treasure Island, um, which is right in the middle of the bay there. Okay. We were having a few issues with uh, the organisation there, the rugby club. So we said, whatever, we're not going to play games, and we moved it to a 3,000 seat um, stadium in the south of San Francisco called Boxer Stadium. It's uh, it's pretty nice. I'll, I'll make sure we put some uh, photos up on you know Twitter and all that in the coming days. Um, so the day is going to kick off at about 11 o'clock. We're going to run a youth um, clinic, which is going to be run by A.D. Cooney, who's the director of Youth uh, Rugby League out here in California. And he'll be running that with Sean Rutchison, the uh, USA Hawks head coach. Then from there, that'll run for probably about an hour and a half. 1 p.m. will be the uh, the opening game, Sacramento versus Santa Rosa, which I think uh, I'm pretty excited to see how that turns out. So obviously, like the main attention and the focus right now is well and truly on Los Angeles and San Francisco, and rightly so. I think that's there's a lot of guys coming down from Sacramento to be involved in that San Francisco side because that is, I guess, the, the premier team at this stage. But in saying that, I think we're going to unearth, you know, a few, you know, real talents in both of those teams. I know the Santa Rosa guys have got like an amazingly large Fijian population there, 
there's just like some, it's kind of out of this world to think about that. There's just some towns north of the bay where there's all these Fijians. And then Sacramento's always had a very competitive rugby rugby team in the, the Bay Area competitions. And I, I've spoken to a few of the guys out there and I'm, I'm really excited to see what Sacramento can do. I um, Actually, just as we've been on the phone, I've, an email has just appeared with the new logo for um, the uh, Sacramento team. Nice. I, I, haven't lo- I haven't loaded it yet, mate, but I'll send it through. Yeah, please. Yeah, I would love, love to have a look at that and see. Like, I think it'd be really great to have two designs on. Yeah, well, the, if we've got the same guy doing these logos. He did the other one. Um, so he, he's sort of given free reign to a certain extent <laughs> to make them as you know unique as he possibly can. So I guess coming back to the game day, December 7th, that gets us to 3 p.m., the main game. Los Angeles versus... San Francisco, so for those who can't get down there, it's going to be streamed on Facebook at this stage. I'm in discussions with a few people about the streaming rights to it. Nothing's really stood out to me. Nothing's caught my eye as something that's, you know, going to be the best the best for us, I guess, because we haven't really done anything yet in terms of playing. It'd be stupid not to give it to everyone for free and not let as many people access it as possible. And the natural fit for that at this stage is Facebook. Um, we're going to have that. The stream's going to be fully produced. We've got all-star films coming down. A Bay Area um, group of guys. You know, I think it'll be like four cameras going, some presenters, some commentators. You know, interviews. We're trying to block this up and make it as professional as we possibly can. So you know what we're doing out here, so we can sort of hit the ground running on 2020 with this nice package of you know rugby league in the united states um and then from there i guess i also want to mention and i think this is from a uh, discussion that was on twitter uh, there's a good core group of people on twitter mm. that we all talk about and you're in this core group we all talk about you know international rugby league and one of the guys mentioned that i think it was with the the denver test there was an option to buy tickets if you were outside of the country Yes, there was. And then what would happen? And then what would happen from there is the promoter would then give them to people who lived in the area who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to go. So something that we've added today through the t- ticketing options is a simple ten dollar ticket that people can go on and buy. And then out here, some people in California will give it to somebody who, yeah, otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to come and check out the game. We also, one of the, the benefits of this stadium, Boxer Stadium, we've upgraded it to is it's got a, a tier up the top where we're going to be having like a corporate section as well. So there's, I guess, it sort of caters to every tier of fan, which I think is probably something that rugby league is only just starting to do as a whole. I know American sports do the tier system in it, you know, the, the best, the, you know, America is always at the forefront. American sports are always at the forefront, um, and for good reason. So, yeah, we, we're trying to, you know, take as many of the clever sort of business strategies from American sport and then apply them to rugby league. So I'm hoping December 7th is going to be, uh, be a big day. Nice. That's Real good big stuff. day. That's sick. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be watching it from? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? I know I would, you know, ideally... 
the dream goal is to be down in San Fran watching this game and uh, enjoying the weather down there. But you know what? If I can't, I'll be at home streaming it live on Facebook at home. I'll give my friends two to watch. I'll, I'll spread the word because I love this game. I'm going to spread the word as hard as I can. But you know what? Hey, miracles do happen. So maybe I could be down there in December for the game. You never know, Tom. <laughs> Well, man, if you're down there, you know, give me a few days heads up and we'll, we'll get something going for you. You know, if you want to have access to the players or you want to have a stint in the commentary or you want to do some pre-game interviews or whatever it is, I, I think from my perspective, I love I love hearing American people and Canadian people, people with an accent that's not Australian or English, talk about rugby league. For me, that's uh, it, it's priceless. I was actually, I was at a wedding on the weekend and there was one of my partners, I think it's her auntie or uncle, her auntie and uncle, perhaps, I don't know, I met so many family members, but they um, they were living in Australia for a while and hearing them talk about rugby league was just the greatest thing ever. I could I could sit there all day and listen to Americans take, you know, North American, I should say, their their understanding of rugby league and how how it sort of leaves an impression on them. So, mate, yeah, whatever you want to do to be involved, if you're down there, we'll make it happen. Awesome. I can't wait. I, you know, yeah, wow. I'm fired up now. You know what? I'm fired up, but I'm a few miles away from you. The game is, is a month away. I'm fired up right now. <laughs> I'm already hijacked. Yeah, up, it's, uh, we've sort of been we, – we announced the game like a really long time ago before there was really any even players involved. So, you know, that was kind of like, a, hey, let's let's put a game on and then we'll build everything around that. So for me, I've got you know I've got that same anticipation and excitement and a lot of nervous energy as well as yeah excitement and confidence and fear and you know all the things that you can imagine. But it's going to be great. No, I think no. the next thing for us is we've got San Francisco going down what next next week. So for their first training session, so I think from there the hype's probably going to ramp up another notch. That should be good to watch. That is great, yeah. And like, like I said, the word, I'll, I'm going to get the word out because people should be watching this game from coast to coast in the entire continent, in my mind. Yeah, you know, I, I really hope. I really hope that's what it is. And I guess I hope there's people out there getting together and picking up, a, you know, a case of beer and putting a barbecue on and sitting there with their friends and family and enjoying the game. And I mean, I, I've got a lot of faith in the boys that they'll put on a, a really good show for the rest of the world. I don't know what form or shape that's going to take, but I know that these guys are going to, you know, they're going to be giving it their all for their for their towns, and it's yeah, it's going to be a great spectacle, mate. Awesome, Tom. It's been a blast talking to you, sir. You mean you've been so accommodating with your time, so welcome to come on to the podcast. We gotta do it again sometime. Like I said, if we do it again in San Fran in a in a, about a month and a few days, that'll be excellent. Yeah, mate. I mean, I'm I'm always happy to talk rugby league. I'm always happy to talk California rugby league. And now that I know you, I mean. I always find it strange when I start talking to somebody on, you know, one of these podcasts and I've never really met them and I don't really, you know, know too much about them except for that they love rugby league. And then as you get further into the conversation, you develop, a, you know, it starts to flow a lot more. You know, I, I like that. So, mate, I'm happy to do whatever you want. Of course. Awesome, Tom. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right, mate. Take care.